fuck, I live in Germany but can't be asked to read the news or engage in society in any way. Don't worry, just fire this in your ear and you'll be blagging the integration course in no time. It's News des Nachrichtens. Hello, and welcome to News des Nachrichtens with me, Konrad Werner, and my friend from the United States, Mr. Drew Portnoy. I mean, I'm here now. I'm from... A lot of people think I just moved to Berlin. I'm like, well, I lived here for 17 years, and then I left for two years, and I came back. Yeah, yeah. And that confused. They don't want... They want to assume I'm like a, a new... I'm fresh meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, we're like, explain the U-Bahn to you. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I said the other day, I got audited by the Finanzamt once, and he's like, what? Already? <laughs> and I'm like, this was in 2004. Don't cross the green light. You're going to do the green light, man, green light jokes. Yeah. The handful mentioned with a little hat. It's so it amazing. Do you know what the best German food in Berlin is? Döner kebab. You know, like all the jokes. Yeah. So no, but you've been here before. I've been here before. Okay. And we were sitting in Hauzweig. What do you think of this little bar that we're sitting in? Hauzweig. You know, I've ridden by here about a gazillion times. Yeah. And I've always meant to come in here because it's connected to the Hebel Theater, also yeah. an interesting venue. Never been in here, first time. Oh, no. Yeah, I like it too. Not bad. I'm going to try their pizza when we're done with this. Oh, excellent. You can recommend the pizza. Can you? Because it doesn't look like a place you'd recommend pizza. No, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the few places around here which is like the rest of Kreuzberg. It's true. In our last podcast, we talked about the bad pizza places around your place. Oh, yeah. Well, I like bad food. I have that problem, too. Like I would, I, would, I would love to get some of the cafeteria food from my elementary school. <laughs> yeah, I miss it. Like, I kind of dream about it some days. Yeah, do you? Yeah. An idle moment. I just think like a pig in a blanket, like the way they made them, they were great. A pig in a blanket? It's a hot dog in dough. Like, they, you take dough, you wrap the hot dog in it, and then I think what they did was they let it rise for two hours. Or then they put it in the oven. I've tried to duplicate it. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not as easy as it looks, the old uh, country. And what, what is a corn dog? Corn dog is you have to take the hot dog and you bread it with cornmeal. That's harder to do. You have to. I don't know how you get it to stick to the hot dog. I think there's some secret magic. Did you like it? You I loved them as a kid. No, not so. Because then you deep fry them. Then you stick them in the deep fryer. It's a deep fried sausage. Yeah. Yeah. Which is always good. I know. I got. I. I if I lived in America, I'd be dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> I love all that stuff. It's good. Good stuff. I, yeah. You can buy them for the microwave now. I it's can't move to America because I would just die within a year. I'm too old. America doesn't want you anyway. I don't know if no. you've heard. I don't know if you know about what's going on in the world. Yeah, they're building walls. They're building a wall. Because the thing is, we, we kind of like to think that we're um, superior to America in yeah. Europe, but we are building detention centers. That is the new. That is the. Um, uh, uh, that is the new news. I've started the podcast now, by the way. A new podcast other than this podcast? No, no, I've started. This is the podcast. Oh. I've moved straight into the podcast. Okay, this is the news. This is the news. Okay, now. so we're building detention centers? The, we're building... We've agreed an Obergrenze. So the CPU and the CSU uh, have, co- have, got to, uh, have got to shift right wing. They've decided they've got to shift right wing. Yeah. AFD. So they're going to have the uh, refugee cap. Uh, and So the Obergrenze means... 
they are saying we will only take so and so many refugees every year. Yeah, refugees defined as anyone who comes to Germany uh, on a humanitarian basis. Okay. So they, someone needs help. Um, and the limit is 200,000. It has to be said, this is just their party platform. This is not law. They just agreed for that. They're going into the coalition negotiations with this with this demand. 200,000, is that a scientific figure? It's just, no. I don't think it's just the figure that, uh, that, that, that Horst Seehofer feels like he can sell. Okay. And, um, and the other thing they're going to do is build um, these umschlag centers, like these uh, refugee centers. They bring people in and they will... You, and, and you'll be able to turn them around within a week, basically. So you, uh, so, and that way you get around the Geneva Convention for refugees, which because the Geneva Convention for refugees, you have to let everyone in. You have to, first of all, you have to say if someone arrives at your border without a passport, without anything, it says I need to, I need some food. You have to come in. That what? That's all I had to do. <laughs> but. You can then you can then make them go away. You can then deport them. You can then send them away. You still you're still outside the law, but you have to like get around the old. Uh, you have to get around the legal, the humanitarian parts of your constitution. The American constitution is the same. I mean, it, well, I, you can't. Why you can't do a Muslim ban? We haven't. I think the courts have actually said you can. Well, you can't do like a yeah, but you you can't. You have to like have to. You've got, got to fake You've got to make. You've got to make it look good. Yeah, you got to make it look good. So the German way of making it look good, rather than building a wall, which is you know, Germans and walls are a bit sensitive. About that. They, uh, the, 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 that we are building these detention centres. Obviously, we're also a bit sensitive about the camps and stuff. Yeah. It's a bit hard for Germans. Yeah. So, you know, you don't, you never know quite what institutions, what kind of infrastructure you could do to a, set up. A hangout meadow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, like a, it's a hangout meadow. So they're making tents. Them. Tents have a good tents have done well. Your beer tents. Yeah. They can have detention tents. They can have a detention I mean, Oktoberfest. They're going to be tents anyway. <laughs> they're not going to build anything. They're going to make tents. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to build them, and then they're going to like this is the CDSU, CDU wants to do this, and then they're going to like turn people around in a week. So they'll, they'll, they'll bring them in. They have to like do all their, um, the, their their asylum procedure, their asylum application, and if you can't get in, then you get deported to whichever country you came from. So you come in, you have some schnitzel, <laughs> yeah. get treated poorly, just like the Germans treat everybody else, and then leave. Yeah, they fling a gherkin at you. <laughs> They make you go shopping at Lidl once. Yeah, you get one. You get one. You get one token for Lidl, and uh, you got to go and spend it there. And then, uh, and then they then they turn around and you, they march you back to um, you know Romania, Italy, wherever, wherever. All right. I mean, it's, so Germany's in a very like the Germany's immigration policy is very complicated anyway, and because the, they have to, they've basically got out of. Um, uh, uh, Agreeing with their constitution by um, coming up with this Dublin thing, where you have to go back to if you come from a country that's considered, uh, you know, safe, you have to go back there. I've always thought that's not very collegial. Like it's not very, but like, yeah. okay, you go back to Italy. Like, yeah. what? like. <laughs> so, they, so they've done that now after the election. Did you follow the election at all? Did I? Just I'm so tired of talking about the election. Do you want to make a Jamaica joke? Go on, what's your Jamaica joke? I don't know any Jamaica jokes. I was hoping you did. I don't know. Because they're all racist if you're going to make a Jamaica joke. Yeah, I try not to. I try to avoid saying all the racist things that 
in my head. <laughs> you ever, you know, I think that's like 60% of my mental energy goes into avoiding saying all the bad things that I think. I, I think I, the other day I actually thought about starting a Twitter account with just those bad things. Like that's all I would do is tweet out those things I think that I don't want to say. Just like as an escape, it's like a valve. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Maybe, we, maybe that'll be the future. Maybe we'll need that. But then eventually... You, you know, because of transparency regulations, you'll be found out. You know what? This is actually related to the election, I realize. Maybe that is what's happening. The thing that started me thinking about it, do you remember after the next day when the AFD had the press conference after the election? Yeah. And Frauke Petri stormed out? Yeah. Did you see all those pictures? I was there. Oh. Well, I was seven floors above when it happened. <laughs> but I watched it out of the window. She stormed, did you see the pictures? And they're storming out, yeah. All there were were nipples. That's all I saw. You just saw... Oh. Yeah. Look at the pictures. <laughs> uh, oh, right. Okay. No, I didn't notice that. All right. See, I'm I'll a look out go back. That's one thing that I should not have let out of my head. No, you shouldn't. Um, but other things... I mean, there were, there, there were other significance to that event. Sorry. Not just the nipples. Wait, we were talking about detention centers. Well, no, we were talking about the, the election, the AFD okay. now. So the AFD got... 22% in East Germany, 14% in West Germany, 13%. They got like 12.8% altogether. Yeah. Something like that. And um, on the day after, Frauke Petri and her nipples left out, left, left the press conference. She uh, left the, and eventually left the party. And didn't tell, and she didn't tell her, her people. Did you, did you hear about this? She didn't tell her people, Jörg Moyton, the other people in the AFD. Uh, that she was leaving, and they were like, "Oh, and a bomber is Angus Lang." Yeah, did you, did you, yeah, you, yeah. And um, uh, and it was quite exciting at the time. He thought because he thought it was, was going to rupture, and then it turned out today it has turned out that she actually registered a new party before the election. Did you hear about this? Oh, I mean, I, I knew about the website and the Twitter. I didn't know she actually registered the party. The, the party, then her new party, the Blues. She's got the blues. It sounds so much better in German, die Blauen. Die I didn't think about the blues. She, the blues are were registered on the 17th of September, which is a week before the election. And it's also, blue is the color of the right-wing party in Austria. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's the color of every right-wing party, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's the general right-wing. I know in America, it's blue is the Democrats, isn't it? Oh, man, you know what? I hate that blue state, red state thing because it makes no sense to me. It should be red, right? Yeah. Confuses me. Well, the, well, it's funny, the Blauen in uh, Germany, because that is also a euphemism for being drunk. Being drunk, yeah. yeah. She comes, she's very sober. She's a very sober woman. She's not seemed drunk. Yeah, but she's crazy. She's nutty. And it was funny when she left out for, like, for a day or two, I kind of liked her. I was like, wow, look at the fire. Look at the vigor. Look at the... Yeah. She's going to get things done. And then I was like, no, wait a minute. This is a right-wing, yeah. insane person. That's what Marcus Pretzel likes about her. Did you read about that? Hey, you left her, that's her husband. That's her husband, who they both left their, their, their respective spouses for each other. And uh, they're both like really right-wing people. And he, he gave an interview to Bunta magazine saying that he finds intelligent women very sexy. He finds uh, Frauke Pitcher very sexy. She's, a, she's like a straight A student. I'll go with the intelligent and, uh, woman being sexy thing, but intelligent right-wing, uh, not so much. And, uh, and the, they, they bonded over like, you know, Taking the piss out of Roma or something. <laughs> I made that. Up. I don't know. I, they bonded over like yeah, like uh, well, they bonded about making the AFD more right wing at the beginning. Because you know, like 
they were the they, they were the initial splitters. Yeah, it, was, it started out as a Eurosceptic party. That was the yeah. point of the EFD, was we hate the Euro, we hate the EU. It was, in, well, it was a neoliberal Eurosceptic yeah. party. It was, like this, it was all these like neoliberal uh, economics professors under Bernd Lucke. Bernd Lucke really was into um, uh, uh, Frau Kapitri because he thought that, yeah, we need a woman and we need someone who is like, really clever and who will get the East Germans on board. And then she kind of totally, she totally became more popular and more famous than he did and split the party, made it raw right-wing. And then she was undermined. Now she's been made more, she's been split and made more right-wing by all the, all the Nazis, all the, the, the folkischer elements. Well, so now what's she going to do with the Blauen? For a while, their Twitter only had 88 followers. Yeah. Appropriately. Appropriately not. No, it's totally pointless, though. Because no one will vote for that, that party. It's a completely pointless um, exercise. And because the thing is, the German right-wing voters, they want an openly racist party. That, that vote is, is, is doing really well. Like that. The, the openly racist nationalism, the focusher, they know the focusher thing, which, which Frauke Petri said she doesn't subscribe to, and which is the reason why she left the party. Um, that is what people want, and that's what they feel like has gone missing from the CDU. There's a big piece about that in the New York Times magazine. Was it? Yeah. Uh, what about the leader, one of the leaders of it? The folk thing. The, yeah, the, like yeah. this old German tradition that really never existed, but they think did. Yeah. And, um, uh, and that vote, and, and that used to be in the CDU, the people who voted were in that, like Alex, from the Alexander Gowland generation in the 60s and 70s. They they saw that they saw the CD was protecting that that German nationalism, and they feel like uh, in the last ten years under Merkel that has disappeared, and now they need to find a new party. It's a really they're really like a they're really split. And um, Frauke Petri always believed that that was not an electable party. Is this all from your book? Is this from the book you read that was on your nightstand last time or on your yeah, coffee table? Maybe. Because I was sitting here thinking, like, <laughs> look at the knowledge coming. What is he reading every day? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, it's a book. I thought this was coming from newspapers and just no, careful yeah, totally. analysis. Like you're taking notes and, and connecting dots, but no, it's a book. I read it in, I read it in a book. I mean, where are you supposed to get No, no, no fair enough. I thought maybe, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I made that. I, I, it would be worse if I hadn't read a book, wouldn't it? It would. Well, uh, it's it would piece all this together up. because of your careful research for other journalistic endeavors. I've got time for that. Anyway, so speaking of the AFD, one thing that's driving me nuts post-election, yeah. because the AFD right-wing party got 22% of the vote in the former East Germany. Yeah. Now there's like all this anti-Ossi, all this anti-East German stuff. Like what? Like even the paper I work for published the thing about what the hell's wrong with East Germans. Yeah. And I feel like, dude, 78% of them didn't vote for the AFD. Yeah. It's offensive even to call them them, anyway. 78% of the electorate did not vote for them. And if you're running around saying, hey, East Germany, what's wrong with you? Then you didn't get it to begin with. Like It was that attitude that pushed these guys over there to begin with. And all the AFD leaders who are really right-wing aren't that East German either. I mean, Alexander Gauland's not East German. I'm sure he doesn't really like it over there. No. Um, Jörn Höcker, he's the party leader in Thüringen, but he's... He worked in Hesse. Well, but I mean, Herka's pretty East. Paisley, she's not in AFD anymore, but she was. She's I mean, East. Weiland, she lives in Switzerland. Yeah, Weiland's Swiss. And uh, Jörg Meuthen, Baden-Württemberg. Baden-Württemberg is a big... Um, uh, well, so, yeah, so the, in, in Bavaria, AFD was the second biggest party, and everybody's running yeah. around, like, pointing fingers at the Aussies. Yeah. Let's no, talk about the Bavarians. 
I think that I've always been out for the splitting up. We don't need 16 states. We can have 15. Yeah. Are you a secessionist? Secessionist. As long as it's the Bavarians. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do. They are. They, they have got a, a, a pretty clear national identity. They can leave Siemens and uh, BMW here, though. Okay. They can leave, but they're going to leave Siemens and BMW. Yeah. And football team. Uh, Actually, I hate the football team too. All right, I said it. Okay. And so, yeah. So, what do you think about the election? There we go. There is the election. But now we're going to have a Jamaica coalition, right? For the first time ever on a on a um, on a a national level. I think the SPD are being kind of babies. Why? I don't know. I mean, like. I get it. Like, their only hope, every idea they've come up with, Merkel stole. Like, uh, they were right about that, you know. Yeah. Like they like, oh, we want to get rid of nuclear power, and the CDU was like, no. And then a week later, Merkel was like, actually, we want to get rid of nuclear power too. You know, like all these ideas that the SPD came up with, she stole them. So yeah, it's kind of like, well, we'll go in the opposition. Yeah. And no minimum wage, they came up with that. Yeah. And then she, they just did it. So. So I get it, and they kind of had no profile, and we're like, they need to get out there and get an identity back. But also, at the same time, I'm a little worried that, like, things seem really good right now, but they could go pretty bad pretty fast, and maybe we need a stable government. Do you think the SPD would be a stable government? Well, it would just be like, we know who the roles are defined. Okay. Well, I think this SPD just think that, well, another left-wing party is going to have to be... Um, um, hollowed out and and split open and destroyed and why can't it be the Greens this time? Fair enough. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and the Greens probably need it. They need some of those, they need some internal cleansing. Well the Green well, the Greens are like in a very precarious situation now because the, if they join this coalition with two with a, 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 a more right wing CDU, CSU and the and an even more right wing FDP, how are they gonna like what policies are they going to, going to be able to get through? Yeah, but I th- I've actually always wanted the Greens and the FTP to go together because I'm a bit of a pro-business uh, socialist. I kind of like I believe in capitalism, but I also believe in taking care of people. And I've always thought that like if the Greens and FTP, their ideas aren't that far apart. Like the Greens can get way into green energy and sell that to the FTP as pro-business. Like they can get like the FTP can come from the pro-business side, the Greens can come from the environmental side. Boom, you've got a solution there. You know, and you could do that with a lot of things. Like they're they're both into progress and innovation. I don't think that works. I think true environmental protection is unreconcilable with the capitalist system. I I don't think I don't think I don't. Like, I don't see how you could deregulate markets and protect the environment at the same time. You can no, you can regulate the market. Somebody has to participate in the market. There has to be somebody in that market doing the market, marketing, but yeah. But FTP will be all like, oh, we need to we need to lower taxes. I mean, I just think they'll. Uh, there's no way. There's no way you can't really protect the environment in a capitalist system. I think you can. I'm going to disagree with you there. Uh, we can't solve that now. We've got like. Three minutes left. Okay. I know we're going to go longer, so we got four. I've got more to say about the Greens. Well, anyway, so I think I, I'm, I'm all for this coalition. I think they could be uh, progressive and bring in some reforms. I think I see what you're saying about the Greens, but they're the linchpin, man. Without the Greens, you don't have the coalition. So yeah. they're going to have to give them some stuff. 
and well, one of the things they're going to—they've already said they're not into—is the new refugee deal and the uh, the refugee cap. And the Greens have said we can't, we're not going to have a Obergrenzer, and that's why. CDU has tried to make the Obergrenzer sound really soft and nice, and not really, not really an Obergrenzer. And they don't. And they, what about the Familiennachzug? Yeah, well, they said immediate family is okay, but extended family no. Did they? Yeah, that's what I read. But not for people with uh, subsidiary protection. I have no idea what that is. That is, I don't really understand it either. But basically, we're talking about it on the podcast. Though. What it is is that it's a it's a it's a slight it's like a subset of, of refugees. So you have like um, uh, like full refugee status, where you where you will where you're like de- de- desperate and okay. you don't and you have no you've got no hope of anything at all. All right, and you subsidy know what? protection. You subs- know what? Well, we both explain. agree the cap is bad. We don't have to talk about, like we we need to talk about the politics. Like the effect on Germany, we agree the cap is bad. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's illegal. I mean, it's, 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 it'll be very, there'll be all kinds of legal challenges. So, to what it. do you think is going to happen in the coalition talks? Then that's the more important thing, not the nitty gritty of. Now I feel bad. Uh, I think what will happen is that the Greens will end up agreeing to things that they shouldn't agree to, and end up in a, a, a being like pussy whipped. It'll yeah, be like the Liberal Democrats in Britain. Their voters won't let them, man. Like, they throw things at party day, at party meetings with the Greens. But, but then now, I don't know, they want to have... And Kem Özdemir will be foreign minister or something, and they'll, they'll say, oh, that's all right, then. And he'll say something, he'll be, like, mean... He'll, he'll be like, he'll stand up to Trump or something, he'll say something like that, and then he'll be on their side, and then they'll be... You know, I mean, I think that the... So you're already disappointed. You're already just like, ah, oh, I, oh. I'm preparing my disappointment in advance, yeah. I'm in getting, a very I'm, British I'm, way. I'm, I'm constructing a little tent of disappointment, which, which I can hide in. I think they're going to have more power, though. I think they're going to make... I mean, the Obergrenze is weird, because it did say, like, 200,000, or unless there's a humanitarian crisis. Yeah. Which is kind of a gigantic backdoor. I voted for the... I should say I voted for the Greens. My wife did too. I can't vote here. My wife voted. But I voted for Greens in Kreuzberg. I voted for the, the direct candidate because we, we're in Kreuzberg now. It's still, still the only direct, uh, directly elected Green Party candidate. And she's Turkish, isn't she? And she's of Turkish descent, yes. Yeah. And um, the one you guys elected, we should say, to replace Hans Herbert Strubel or whatever the hell is Hans Christian Strubel, yeah. Yeah, the veteran who's like, he's like 75. I think he's like 108. Guy. He looks about 120. <laughs> yeah. He's very old. And the, the thing is that she she won, which is really good, and I think she's really good. And she has said she would not vote for a, a coalition with the CDU and the FDP. See, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think their electorate's going to let them get away with much. I think they're going to have to be yeah. pretty true. I, I don't. I don't think you can put your disappointment tent back in the box. Okay, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> what didn't we get to? Um, so we're doing, we've got to everything. I wrote down 92 for some reason. Oh yeah, 92 was the uh, number of uh, the the number of MPs that the AFD oh, they have. Oh, yeah. well, they had 94, and then the two yeah, and two left. Pet, Petri and her man. No, a different man. Oh. Not her man. Oh, her man that. is in the in, uh, the Atlantic. Yeah. It's good that we mention all these details. Yeah, it's quite confusing. I don't know if we make them understandable, but we try. Yeah, we just throw it all in there and hope some of it sticks, you know? Just, people could write and ask. They could be like, I didn't understand that part. 
Yeah. Do, do write in and ask. <laughs> or tweet us. Do something. Do something. All right, um, hey. Okay. That was fun. That was great. Have a great um, day, everyone. I'm going to order a pizza. Bye. Bye.